You know, and why am I doing this? I guess so that you can get to know me better. And I think it's important if you're leading a revolution like I am, that you know who your leader is and that you can learn to trust him or her. And the more you know about me, maybe, and especially if I continue to remain transparent, the more you will learn to trust me and the more you will feel comfortable following my lead. I don't know. That's kind of my hope. So let's get started. Is everybody excited? All right. First one. I'm Christy Code Red, and you're listening to Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle, where we believe food holds the power to heal or poison, and we believe our society has been misled regarding proper nutrition and weight loss. You're in the right place if you're looking for some straight up truth, because I'm here to shed light on the lies and brainwashing that has taken place over the past five decades. Thanks so much for listening. Welcome back to another episode of Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle. I'm your host, Christy Code Red, author, entrepreneur, retired professional boxer. And today is going to be something just a little bit different. I like to do things different in between. You know, sometimes I do Q&As from Instagram or sometimes, you know, Carrie and I will do something fun. But today is a solo podcast and I'm going to be reading your assumptions. What does that mean? I've seen influencers do this online and they put up a question on Instagram and I have my phone right here and people write in what they assume about me and we will find out together if it's true, if they're on track, if they're off track. I don't know. I don't know. I have looked through a few of these and I'm going to be posting them on the screen as I read them so you can see what people are writing. And I appreciate everybody who wrote in, you know, and why am I doing this? I guess so that you can get to know me better. And I think it's important if you're leading a revolution like I am, that you know who your leader is and that you can learn to trust him or her. And the more you know about me, maybe, and especially if I continue to remain transparent, the more you will learn to trust me and the more you will feel comfortable following my lead. I don't know. That's kind of my hope. So let's get started. Is everybody excited? All right, first one right off the bat. I have them here in front of me. Of course, I'm going to flash them up on the screen as I read them. This is the assumption. You are good at all sports and very competitive. You always win. Partly that's true. Partly it's not true. I am fairly good at all sports. I just think when you're athletic and you have good coordination and balance and agility and speed and, you know, you, you can adapt to all sports and very competitive. Actually, no, I'm not very competitive. I've seen these athletes that that are like, I'll stop at nothing to win and you know, and I'm gonna win, I'm or I'm not gonna do it at all. Or, you know, like I don't have that. And maybe that's because that's one of the reasons why I wasn't the absolute number one best fighter in the world, because I didn't have that instinct that some people have that they want to win no matter what, and they'll stop at nothing to win. I don't have that. And you always win. I don't. And I'm okay with that. It's just not something that I'm going to waste a lot of energy on. I kind of just don't care. Like there are things that matter to me and you know, like I have a lot of self-confidence. So whether I win or not, I don't really care. Next one. The assumption is you don't eat cake. That would be a correct assumption. I don't eat cake. Cake is not something that I go to. It's not my drug of choice. It's not something that I'm going to go seek out. It's not something that I'm going to be like, ooh, make sure I get a piece of cake. If anything, I might have a bite of cake just to see what it tastes like. But even then, eh, just not something that I really care a whole lot about. <laughs> 
The assumption is you like rock music. I absolutely hate rock music. Yeah, and even more, I hate, and I'm using the word hate. I try not to use that very often, but when it applies, I'm going to use it. I don't know what I despise. I should say I despise. I loathe. I mean, I, I hate heavy metal music. And so when I hear rock music, that's what I think is heavy metal music. Maybe a different, maybe rock to you is different, but I don't like rock music at all. And I avoid it like the plague. <laughs> Maybe because because I have a mohawk, you kind of assume perhaps that I like rock music, but that's what this is. These are your assumptions about me, right or wrong. Whatever they are, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you. Next one. The assumption is that you're disciplined. I am not as disciplined as I would like to be. I be, I feel like I let myself off the hook too much, probably compared to the average person, I guess. Maybe I seem more disciplined and perhaps I am, but I don't feel like I am as disciplined as I should be. <laughs> it's a good, it's a good assumption. The assumption says, I think you are sensitive. Yeah, yes and no. I am not sensitive if I get like an angry email, a nasty email, or someone's calling me names online, or I get hateful remarks or comments or, you know, people that contact me and want to tell me off. None of that makes me, I don't, I'm not affected by that. I'm not sensitive to that at all. I have no problem laying my head down at night after I get you know, a nasty email or something. It doesn't bother me, but I am sensitive to like my sister, Carrie, if she were to call me crying, I would be really affected by that. So I am sensitive to certain things, you know, my husband, my sister, Carrie, you know, like my animals, you know, my two dogs, that kind of thing. But I'm not, I'm pretty desensitized to most things. There's only a couple of things that really get to me. We'll, we'll say that. Mandy says, when you make commitments, you keep them. You're never late to appointments. This is 100% correct. I always keep my commitments, always keep my word. I am never late to appointments, never. If I am ever late to appointments, something bad has happened to me. If I'm ever late to an appointment, there has been an emergency. Seriously, there, I was just recording a podcast. I was a podcast guest on another girl's podcast. She was four minutes late starting the podcast. I stood there for four minutes. To me, that's absolutely unacceptable. Here a few months ago, I had two employees that I was meeting for breakfast and I rearranged my whole schedule to meet them for breakfast and they were 15 minutes late. And that is the epitome of, of rudeness. That is the epitome of disrespect. And I, I mean, it is, there's just no, there's no reason for that. And so I will never be late and I will never, if I have to cancel something, it's got to be blood or bones, or it's got to be something that's absolutely like a serious situation. If I'm canceling never late. No, I have no tolerance for people who are either zero. The assumption is that you eat everyone's leftovers. Yes. This is Marley, my friend Marley and Marley. Yes. <laughs> you can't, there is no food safe around me. I eat everyone's leftovers. You can't keep food. Now, Marley is very small. She's like 115, 120 pounds. And we went on a trip to Austin together. She went on a trip and I invited myself to go along. And, uh, she and I were, you know, I mean, I outweigh her by freaking 40 pounds. Like I am, I am a lot bigger than her. So I eat a lot more food than her, but the way that she has been able to keep her weight down, she doesn't eat very much and she, she doesn't work out very much. So she doesn't eat very much. So she, 
would have something and then she would eat half of it and then save half of it later. Well, no way, man. I was coming up behind her like a lawnmower and eating all of her food and then eating my food too. So the assumption is that I eat everyone's leftovers. And yes, that is true. I eat everyone's leftovers. The assumption, my first assumption was that you weren't compassionate, but I actually think you are. Yeah. I mean, it, I guess it depends on what you're talking about. And of course, everybody is going to have a different opinion about this. Like, I think I'm pretty compassionate, but somebody else might not think I am just because of the way that I react to certain people and their bullcrap excuses on why they can't do my program. Like if you come to me for weight loss and to heal your body, I expect you to be 100% compliant to the program. So if you try to give me some of your bullcrap excuses, I'm absolutely not going to tolerate that, not for one second. I'm going to call you out on it and I'm going to expect you to get your poop in a group and let's go. So I'm not, I, I, I don't have compassion for people who screw around, you know, but, and I'm really not, I'm not a, com like I don't go volunteer down at the soup kitchen, you know, I don't go give homeless people money. I just don't. I guess if I, I have before, if my heart, if there's all of a sudden something like God tells me to bam, like go give, oh, I mean, I gave a homeless guy one time 10 bucks. I mean, it was in my hand and it was just this overwhelming it was overwhelming feeling of going and doing it, but I don't just normally go and volunteer at the soup kitchen or things like that. So I don't know. There were different levels of compassion, but that's kind of, you know, my first assumption is that you weren't compassionate. Well, it's not really fair, but okay. The assumption is that you eat perfectly and are the epitome of health. That's absolutely not true. I don't eat perfectly and I don't think I'm the epitome of health. My definition of the epitome of health would be like, low body fat, like exercise all the time, super, super diligent about my water. I mean, I'm pretty diligent. I'm pretty good. I'm, I'm pretty good about, I guard my sleep pretty hard. I get my, I guess I do get my water in every day, but I think I let myself off the hook too much. I'm just, I would think that the epitome of health would be Chris Gethin. That would be my idea. I mean, he is so on the ball. He and Sybil are so good about taking care of their health. I mean, he does ice baths and sauna therapy and he meditates and he, he earths himself and he sleeps in an EMF blocking tent. Like that is a, he is a true biohacker and, and very healthy. Even at 46 years old, he's got the, what's it called? The biological age or biological or the chrono anyway of 25 or whatever it's called. But so I don't, I compare myself, you know, comparing myself to him. I don't think that I'm the epitome of health, but I mean, if you look at my metabolic markers and you look at my, you know, the, my body and stuff, I guess that I would appear that way. But I, I definitely think that I make a lot of mistakes and I'm pretty hard on myself. The assumption is that you and Mr. Miles are both intense, but you are more. No, Miles is very chill. He's very chill. There's not a whole lot that riles him up. I know he's a lot older than me. He's 62 and he spent many years as an executive of a Fortune 500 company. He was under tremendous amount of stress and I just don't think that's where he, I mean, he just doesn't, he retired at 49 years old and he said, yep, nope, I'm done with this and he lives his life on his own terms. So he's very chill. I am definitely strong, pretty tight. I think we all can agree to that. <laughs> The assumption is that you're disciplined. I think then again, like I said before, I don't think I'm nearly as disciplined as I need to be. I think I let myself off the hook too much. I'm disappointed in myself when I don't go work out first thing in the morning, like I know I should. But then again, I'll, I'll go in that afternoon and I'll make it, I'll make it up that afternoon. So I don't let myself off the hook totally, but 
the bottom line is I told myself to go work out at 5 a.m. And so the fact that I didn't work out at 5 a.m., I worked out at 2 p.m. instead, I think that's letting myself off the hook. I mean, yes, I did it, but I, if I was disciplined, then I would have gone at 5, like I usually do. And so, you know, people, and you can, you talk to people and they're going to say, sometimes things happen. No, I call bullcrap on that. I mean, if, yeah, I mean, if my dog gets hit by a car or something, that's something that could happen. But just letting yourself off the hook, I just don't think that is, there's no reason for that. And that upsets me when I let myself off the hook. So I wish I was more disciplined or I'm working that direction. The assumption is that you have a hard time relaxing slash, you know, not working. I, I don't, I don't know. My idea of relaxing is not what other people's idea of relaxing is. My idea of relaxing is going for a trail run. My idea of relaxing is going to CrossFit class. My idea of relaxing is going hiking. My idea of relaxing is getting out and exercising. That's the way I recharge. I love to work out. And I don't need to like sit in a camp chair or read or bake. I mean, a lot of people, their idea of relaxing literally is just sitting down and watching Netflix or something. Not at all. So, and plus I love my job. I love Code Red and I love to do what I'm doing. I love creating content and I love things that are going to help you guys navigate through life better. You know, tips and tricks and, and hacks and information and support and education and love. I love creating all that stuff for you. So I don't really despise it or dread working every day. So I don't really feel the need to relax. I do take brain breaks every once in a while. That way, I, if I'm working on a certain project, I do need to take a brain break because sometimes it gets intense. But no, I just think that I have a different idea of what relaxing is. The assumption is that you don't like liberals. <laughs> no, that's not true. I don't associate somebody's political beliefs with their personality. Just because they believe something different than me doesn't mean we can't be friends and can't like each other. So just to say a blanket statement that I don't like liberals is just not true. There are, I am, there are plenty of liberals that I know that I get along just fine with and I got m many family members who are, and that's not, I would never, I don't feel that way at all. It's just simply a difference in opinions and beliefs. The assumption is you are totally passionate about people taking their lives back. Yes, I am. I certainly have made the career out of spreading the message of hope and healing. I put all my effort, my energy, my resources into spreading the message of hope and healing. I write books. I create content. I have a YouTube channel. I have Instagram. I have this podcast. Lots of different ways for people to get the resources they need to take their life back. But what I've noticed now after being 25, 26 years in this industry and going really hard like I have been going for five years now... I, I'm finding that I'm learning. I can't want it more than they do. And a lot of times I want this for people more than they do. And it's a problem. It can eat my lunch. I have a hard time working with someone who doesn't want it more than me. I, want, I could want it for them until I'm blue in the face. So my passion is getting, I'm a little bit, I wouldn't say hard-hearted, but I'm a little more guarded now, you know, when doing Code Red. I've just shifted things around and changed kind of the way that I I do things now, but I am, I do still have that, that passion and that fire for spreading the message of hope and healing. The assumption is you would have been a great mom. The way you love your dogs and your family is pretty great. Thank you. Thank you. I will never understand why I never wanted to be a mom. I never wanted to have kids of my own. And I knew as early as 14 years old, in fact, I knew the exact moment when my mind was made up. I knew what I was doing. I knew where I was standing. I knew the exact moment 
moment that I made up my mind that I never wanted to have kids. And no matter what, I was 14 years old. I was standing in the middle of my Aunt Barbara's living room. We had just had a family reunion. And my cousin had a baby as a teenager. And I was holding that baby. And I don't know, something... And it's not has nothing to do with the cousin or the baby. But at that exact moment, I had made up... I just had this overwhelming, strong urge and desire to never have kids. And it never changed. I'm 45 now. And that happened when I was... So that was 30 years ago? 31 years ago? I mean, and I've dated some wonderful men who would have made great husbands and fathers. And I just never had that feeling. And I don't understand it. Why am I so different? I don't know. I just have always wondered why I'm so different. But I, I, I love kids. I mean, I loved my nieces and nephew growing up. I, I just was a great aunt and I love my Code Red Kids program and my Code Red Kid events. And so I don't understand. And I think I'm a pretty good mom to these two yahoos that are now being really good and sleeping while I'm recording. So I don't know. I don't know. Isn't that strange? Strange that I never wanted to have kids. The assumption is that you're a badass. Well, I thank you. Thank you. If you think that, if that's the impression I'm, I'm leaving with you, then thank you. I'm glad that I leave you with that impression. If you define a badass as kind of like a, you know, an ex-pro fighter or kind of a Ronda Rousey can beat you up or knock you out with one punch or can run really fast or super strong, you know, whatever. Like I, I know I'm tough. I know that I'm, that I have, you know, a lot of years of fighting and that I was ranked one of the top three most dangerous females on the planet. I know that's cool and everything. But I would redefine what a badass is. I think it's, there are a lot of people who are legitimate badasses that are, that might not be, you know, an ex-pro fighter or kind of a, a Holly Holm kind of Layla Ali badass, but still are badass people. They're raising kids. They're not turning to alcohol and sugar to deal with their stress. They are working full-time outside the home. I think that's pretty badass. Nothing. You're so upfront. There is no need. Keep being you. Well, good. That's good because I think that it's very important for me to be upfront and transparent with you in, in a world of fake Photoshop and filtered. There's just not a lot of transparency. The assumption is you are self-motivated and often do things on their own. 100%. I am very self-motivated. I don't need anybody to tell me what to do or anybody to tell me what the right thing is to do. I don't need someone to hold my feet to the fire. I don't need accountability. I don't need it. I mean, when I have my meeting with James each month, with my business coach, James, my sheet is going to be filled. My OKR sheet is going to be filled out. All my reports are filled out. He can see, I, I don't need anybody to tell me to get my work done. I don't need anybody to tell me. I just, I don't need, I do things on my own. Very much of a self-starter. Very. And I like to be on my, I like to do things on my own. I don't really like, I'm not much of a team player. I mean, I need a team and we have a big team at Code Red, but I have very high expectations of them and everybody gets their work done. They're amazing. The assumption is... You are never sad or insecure. Yes, that's a correct assumption. I'm rarely sad. Very few things really make me sad. I just don't let myself give in to that. I don't really, I view my time on this earth as short. I'm 45. I realize that that is not old. I'm not trying to say that's old, but to me, those days, each day is precious. What am I doing with those days? I'm not going to spend those days being sad. I'm also not an insecure person. I certainly have things about my body that I would like to change that I'm always working towards improving. I don't get jealous of people. I don't wish I had something someone else had. I don't covet other people's things. I don't have insecurities. I just refuse to let myself waste that kind of brain space 
and that kind of energy on something so stupid. I won't do it. The assumption is you like drag. I can understand why someone would think that. I mean, look at me. You know, these big dramatic eyelashes, the bright pink eyeshadow. I mean, I do some pretty drastic makeup looks totally. But I actually don't care for drag. I don't follow drag on TV. I don't watch drag shows. I don't follow people on Instagram. I don't, I mean, it's just not a thing for me. I don't really care about it. And it's a little too dramatic for me, the drag shows and stuff that I watch uh, that, that are out there. It's a little too dramatic, you know, a little too, like, I get it. I mean, if I watch anybody it's on with regard to makeup is trying to learn new techniques and stuff, but I don't want to just watch it to watch it. I don't really like drag shows and stuff, you know? So no, I don't really care much for drag. No, that's not a correct assumption. The assumption is that you are loyal to a fault once earned. Yeah. I've been with the same nail tech for 12 years. I'm, I am not kidding. I absolutely, Elizabeth, everybody knows once I have built a relationship with someone, I, absolutely am loyal. I mean, my friend Marley was in Austin and she started having these really severe headaches. And I said, do you need me? I will be on a plane tonight and I will be there tonight for her. And it's, it's the kind of, I mean, I love Marley and I, there are Jen Luddington, Marley, my sister, Carrie, there are very few people that I, Chris Gethin, Sybil, that I would really hide a dead body for. But I, I mean, I wouldn't say it's to a fault. Well, I guess I'd be a to a fault. If I would hide a dead body, that's probably, yeah, that's probably, yeah. The assumption is you have a six pack. Sometimes I have a six pack. Sometimes if I don't eat popcorn and I get my sleep and I drink my water, you know, I carry almost a hundred percent of my extra body fat in my hips, my butt and my thighs and hardly any in my stomach. So my abs have never really been a problem and I am blessed with Pretty, pretty nice stomach, but that's funny. I, if I keep my diet clean, yeah, I have a six pack. The assumption is you have overcame something hard and tragic and life changing that made you this passionate. Yeah, I have overcome. I was molested when I was a child. I was in a, an abusive relationship where the guy beat me up. I had another relationship where a guy stole $36,000 from me and I've had to overcome a lot. So yeah, that's probably a good assumption. It's probably very true. The assumption is you're brutally honest. Well, Brutally honest, what it, what does that even mean? I am willing to say the truth, even if it's ugly. Ugh, I mean, I don't want to hurt someone's feelings. And I'm only going to say this if someone comes to me honestly and asks me. I'm not going to volunteer that. So, but I don't see, I don't see the point of trying to sugarcoat something. I'm just, I'm just not going to do it, especially when it comes to my weight loss program. The assumption is that you have tons of makeup. I actually don't own tons of makeup. You would think I would. But everything I own can fit into one small drawer. It's like a game of Tetris to get it all to fit. But it does fit. I don't hoard makeup. I don't buy a lot of palettes. I'm a little more like a minimalist as far as my possessions go. I don't really keep things unless I have a use for it. Unless I actually use it. And, it, and it, you know, if you like it, if it fits, and if you actually wear it, that's the criteria. If not, it needs to go. So, yeah, makeup is the same way. I don't just buy makeup to buy it. It's got to be, it's gotta be something that I don't have and something I know I'll use. The assumption is you enjoy being with your family. I used to, but my parents got a divorce. And back when my parents were together, there was nothing I loved more than being with my family. We would sing together. We would be together. It was absolutely magical. I mean, it was absolutely incredible. It was so wonderful. 
But my parents divorced and my family split up and my family's broken now. So no, I don't, I'm not with my family anymore. I do see Carrie on a, a regular basis. She does work for Code Red and we have Code Red events that we do together. But no, I'm not, don't really, I'm not with my family anymore. You despise when Miles wanders in public, but it's also something that you love about him. And it's not something that I love about him. I don't despise it, but I don't love it about him. So this would not be a correct assumption. No, I don't like when he wanders off. I don't like where, when I can't find him. I don't like where, when he doesn't tell me where he goes. I don't like any of that stuff. So, but, and despise would definitely be the wrong word for that. You totally care, which is why you ask the hard questions. Yeah, that would be a correct assumption. I totally care. And hard questions are asked of me as well. Nobody gets out a hard question. The assumption is that you're so cool that if I saw you at Costco, you would take a selfie with me. But would you? I absolutely would 100% if you ever see me out in public, an airplane, a Costco, the mall, a 7-Eleven, I don't care where it is, please stop me. Please stop me and say hi. That is one of the most joyful things of my life. I love meeting people out in public. Please stop me. I would, and I'll usually suggest that you get your phone out and let's take a selfie together for sure. The assumption is you're probably a pretty cool person to party with and you don't need alcohol to have fun. Yes, that's correct. I don't need alcohol to have fun, but I'm pretty boring person actually. I don't like staying out late. I don't like doing games. I don't like being in large parties and large people, like large crowds and stuff. So part of that's true and part of that is not true. How funny. The assumption is you're very accepting of all types of people, race, gender, religion, and you embrace diversity. One of the best compliments I have ever received. So thank you. If that's the kind of impression I'm leaving, I'm really thankful to hear that. Good. Thank you. You're not a shorts and flip-flops kind of gal. That's the assumption and you would be 100% correct. I do not really like my legs and I do not like my feet exposed. I like to have a good, strong, sturdy shoe. You would probably never find me in flip-flops. No. The assumption is your type A personality. You are 100% correct on that. I am. The assumption is you have a lot to, to overcome. Your desire to have, help others is strong. Plus, you don't care what people's opinions are. Yeah, I had a lot to overcome. Of course, that's shaped me into who I am today. I'm kind of in getting to the age that I don't care what people think. That's probably true. You are now the person that you need for others that you needed when you first started. No. The kind of coaching I give other people is not the kind of coaching that I respond well to. So no, that's not really the correct assumption. I am not the person now that I needed. Yeah. All right, you guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode of Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle. Getting to know me better. I care about each and every one of you. Join our next 10-pound takedown challenge, 10poundtakedown.com, and I'll see you on the next episode. Thank you, everybody. Thanks for listening to this episode of Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle. If you're not subscribed already, please be sure to do that right now. And if you enjoyed this episode, I would love it if you could do me a quick favor and rate and review this podcast. That would be just so helpful. Speaking of help, let me know if I can help you. Go to coderedlifestyle.com, check out my programs and see what we can do for you. Until next time, Rebel on.